You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Preserving family harmony is often the main motivation for families to complete an estate plan. Family conflicts are rarely about big assets like retirement funds, investment accounts, or real estate. Families fight over sentimental items like family heirlooms, jewelry, furniture, and art. Many times the conflict is a result of misunderstandings or misperceptions. For 20 years, Macmillan Estate Planning has helped families prevent conflicts before they happen. For Sherry McMillan, the founder and CEO, preserving family harmony is one of the most rewarding aspects of the work she does. She's in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. If you think about people who fought over an estate, you can think of many, unfortunately. And, you know, what we, we do when we're doing a presentation is we just ask by show of hands, does anybody have an estate that they're aware of that people have fought over? And unfortunately, there's very few hands that are down. They're always up. And so this is the reason people want to be proactive in designing their estate. And I always say, when you're thinking about your estate plan, you have to remember there's only so many family members in your family. You can't duplicate them. They are what they are. If you have three, three children, those are the three children you have. So what we want to do is we want to really look at the kinds of issues that you as a family face. And I want to say to the community at large, as I've worked in this field for a couple of decades, I have learned very quickly that there are no families in the community that don't have a few issues within them. It's just real. Um, your child can marry somebody that ends up having um, mental health issues. Uh, you can have a brother that's very difficult to get along with. And so when we're real families in the community, we have issues within our family unit. So how do you design around that? And I think it's really fundamental that we talk about it. So a good plan that's going to preserve harmony takes and bears in mind the very issues and dynamics that are happening in the family. So, for example, Peter, um, it's frequent that I have a married couple in and they say, well, I'll put my uh, three kids on as the executors of my will as a case study. And, and then we get chatting a bit further and say, well, do they get along? And they say, well, two of them do, but one is always fighting. And so right there it tells you that if we set them up is what I call it, we're setting them up for failure because if they have that dynamic today and you add more stress to them by having them have all this workload to do and throw money into the mixture while they're suffering the loss of their parent group, and we don't want that obviously if harmony is there. So instead maybe a solution might be that the child that has the most acumen in this area that will stay more centered should execute the estate and then once the estate is executed, then give the values to the three siblings in a separate way so that their family can remain harmonious. And, you know, this might sound obvious when we start to explore it, but there's these social obligations that are found in the community that, well, I can't just put one child to offend the others, or, and these are things that need to be talked about. And another specific area that uh, can cause disharmony is what we call blended family. So uh, when we lose a spouse, it's common that we'll have a second relationship. 
And frequently, I would say, probably half the time, the new children uh, aren't in love with the parent's new partner. It takes them a while to be won over. So the problem is, if we don't encapsulate the plan properly, the children could end up fighting with the new spouse. And I've seen this in my career a couple of times. So um, one I can think of as a family out of Red Deer and Dad um, was married again for about five years. And he had written it so that his children would take care of his living will. And he just assumed that they would cooperate with his new wife. But what ended up happening is when the the gentleman fell ill, he had had um, a heart issue and went into a coma. The children took over um, as his personal directive and his agent. And they really never cared for the new lady, his new spouse. So they immediately removed him from their, her custody, um, took control of the finances, basically almost severed and divorced her in a sense. And she retained Macmillan to get visitation rights to her husband, if you can imagine. Um, now, what the children didn't expect is dad fully recovered. <laughs> you can imagine that this situation didn't cause harmony. It caused conflict. And I say it because it's really important to think about these practical things. It's not as simple as just working on the tax and the legal side of a plan. You have to think about the practical functionality of your design for your life plan and legacy plan. And so a better alternative may have been that if her, his children didn't care for the new woman is that she would have been perhaps in there as one of the directors, maybe one of the children, and then a neutral person for a tiebreaker so that everybody would have had a proper and equal say. And I think had that authority been laid out in that way, um, we wouldn't have the conflict now we have and that dad having the disappointment in the children. So, you know, these are real-life situations, Peter, and we're all human, and we all handle stress and emotions differently. And so harmony is something that we can't neglect to think about. And so I always say this. When we are doing an estate plan, and if you're going to employ a particular technique, ask yourself this question. Will this continue harmony in my family so everybody wants to have Christmas dinner together or it will destroy family harmony and they won't? And if the answer is it will destroy family harmony, I think it's the wrong strategy and we need to go back to the drawing board and think it through again. Part of what's on the drawing board, of course, is tax. And and you use a number of strategies to uh, make sure that estates pay what they should, pay what they have to, but don't overpay and protect the, the assets that uh, that they have developed. You use trusts, you use estate freezes. Um, uh, both interesting concepts to me. Take a couple of minutes to uh, explain that. Sure, Peter. This is obviously top of mind for all of us in the community more recently because our tax rates have jumped so substantially. Um, last tax season and now the second one running, people were shocked that the tax rates got as high as almost 50%. I don't know why, but we can seem to weather 40 and 30, but 50 is just a bit much. So people are looking for opportunities in this area to mitigate, pay their fair share of tax, but not overpay. And so luckily, there are opportunities for us in Canada that we can employ and utilize. The trick is you have to employ them before the tax year is out. You can't do it after the tax year is over. And certainly you can't do it after you've passed on. Then you've missed the opportunity entirely. So what we encourage families to do is to build their tax plan right away in their life plan. So we build that part of their life plan 
and we employ all kinds of techniques like you've mentioned. So some of the top techniques that we are employing currently is we are allowed to tax shelter in the eyes of Canada Revenue Agency up to about 20% of your state's value so you don't pay any future tax on it in the years to come. So we've been doing a great deal of that work um, over the last year due to the tax table. So, you know, 20% is not small. If you have a $10 million estate, it's $2 million of value that can grow tax-free and tax-exempt. And we call it giant tax-free savings accounts in estate planning. So a lot of families are taking advantage of that area. The next area that we're seeing families take advantage of is what you mentioned, the estate freeze. And the reason we're encouraging families, especially our business owners or families that have a family cottage, to give this contemplation is because everything's at an all-time low price right now. And if you can lock out Canada Revenue Agency in your state at today's value and not pay tax on it decades out from now, that's substantial savings for your family. So, you know, rather than waiting for your $10 million estate to recover to $20 million, what if we freeze it now as Canada Revenue Agency so that the future growth, the next $10 million moves to the next generation and we have a lot longer to pay it? So there's a real opportunity cost there that families are seizing the day on. And the third area is what you've mentioned, Peter, is trust planning. Families are really conscientious of making sure that their wealth is protected. And the interesting thing about trusts that we haven't had a great deal of experience at using yet in Canada is how protective they are for us as families. They protect us from, uh, um, ultimately, they protect us from divorce, they protect us for bloodline protection within our family unit. They protect us for its privacy and lawsuit protection. So for my snowbirds, for example, if they're going south, they can actually help us avoid the workload of probate. In addition, one of the more important areas in life planning is they can protect your capital of investments, even though you're making good rates of return. So this is a wonderful privilege that we have in Canada, trust law. And I think many of us, if we've hit that seven-figure income um, asset-based value, then we certainly should give these areas contemplation because they can add such value to our lives and protect what we've worked so hard to build. The kinds of questions and answers that you'll hear more about on Thursday evening, March 30th, 7 o'clock, when Macmillan Estate Planning presents its next seminar. If you're interested, call the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464 or register online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. When we come back, Sherry McMillan talks about how and why she got started in the field of estate planning. This is The Strong Room. 